And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Oh, so much reality here. So <laughs> it's much. It's very real. Yes. Uh, well, the bullets are Ra- real. Ram Leela, but there's a, a much longer title. <laughs> yeah, when I was getting it's... ready to watch it, I actually asked you, uh, is this the right one? Um, but it's like Gulion Ki Rasila Ram Leela. Something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah, because Ram Leela, spelled differently, is actually the general name for a play that is summarizing part of the Ramayana. And it is done for festivals. And it's so it's a holy play, essentially. And people started getting really offended because they were going to just call it Ram Leela. Uh-huh. And so they added that, which I think means a bullet for Romley. <laughs> bu- a dance which of bullets. Which makes perfect sense. That's very good. A dance of bullets. Because there was a bullet or two shot in this movie. <laughs> just, just a few. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So many bullets fired in the air in this thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But also, that's kind of... Um, just skipping ahead for a second. When you think about that last big dance she does when he's coming to her place to talk to her mother Mm -hmm. it's with the drums and everything and that whole dance as she's singing about you know bullets but instead will unshackle my feet and you know because she's so excited he's coming to see her so it kind of it works yeah this is another uh indian movie yes in our indian movie series really sorry about this everyone (laughs) but i can't help it sanjay leela bansali is the director yes he is, uh, he has not done tons and tons of movies, but the movies he does are really well known because his style is super beautiful, super attention to detail. Um, everything is big, but it's not big in that big in Bollywood kind of way where all the acting is like shouted to the rafters and it's over the top with the grimaces. This is just extravagant. And um, I was looking at the list of movies that he's done, and I was surprised at how many that we've seen. Hmm. Actually, his first movie that made him famous, well, the first movie that made him famous, not his first movie, but it's a wedding, like a romantic comedy kind of thing. And it wound up setting expectations in India that people started picking up things they'd seen in the movie and wanting them in their own weddings. Oh, wow. It was only three hours long. <laughs> it's often called 14 songs in a wedding because oh, wow. it's, <laughs> that's kind of what it is. So, Holy cow. But then he started mm-hmm. going to more dramas. And so, um, and they're often about these uh, tragic love affairs, sometimes historical. Um, Devdas has, Sal- uh, not Salman Khan, he's in the wedding one, has um, Shahrukh Khan. Mm-hmm. And it is very tragic, but very beautiful. Oh, wow. And was iconic. And it's it's like maybe the fifth movie adaptation of this super famous Hindi book. And um, so he does a lot of stuff like that. So Bajiro Mastani we've seen, and that's an old kind of like folktale legend. And um, Padmavat is about an old epic poem. And uh, this, he took Romeo and Juliet. And he had seen Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, which is... 
The one, the one with DiCaprio. Yeah, okay. and Claire Danes, and it's yeah. but super over the top, super bright colors, and all this stuff. Big, really extravagant, yeah. although very rooted in like you know nineteen nineties pop culture and everything. So in that way, it's different. But he, it really inspired him to think about doing a version of Romeo and Juliet. So he did. Well, that's cool. And it, it is uh, Romeo and Juliet super close. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even how it opens, you know, with, with a, <laughs> a couple of, uh, I don't know if you call them henchmen or whatever, just talking, you know, that's the same way that opens. But the okay. first half of it is really close to Romeo and Juliet. And then uh, it sort of departs from that while, while keeping, you can tell it's still Romeo and Juliet, but it it doesn't yeah. follow it near as close. Um, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I think I saw the DiCaprio version, but I don't remember it very well. I didn't see it at the time it came out. I probably wouldn't have been that interested in it for one thing. Shakespeare for the second one, it was really a definite visual style that I probably wouldn't have appreciated much. Mm. And also, you know, I had young children. I was busy. Yeah. That wasn't the movie I was going to go spend the night watching. So the one that I remember most is uh, came out in 1968. It was directed by Franco Zeffirelli, oh, okay. who also directed Hamlet, starring uh, Mel Gibson, which we've talked about. Which we watched, yeah. And it's really good. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is definitely a 60s movie. It, it, and I, if I understand right, that one was also really popular in the box office. Mm-hmm. Because it was really, I guess, not unlike um, DiCaprio's version. It was, it was really steeped in '60s stuff. <laughs> the, right. But but the costumes and everything. I, re- I remember they're they're in castles and things a lot like again Hamlet with Mel Gibson. That the whole thing right. was in a castle and stuff. So the sets were all like uh, Italian, old Italian towns and things. Um. So it wasn't like Romeo and Juliet set in modern times. It was like Roman Romeo and Juliet set in a medieval town, but yeah. with 60s sensibilities, I guess. Their right. costumes were very colorful. and Well, and I watched some very brief clips of the Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet because Rose had seen it. She had a roommate who just loved it for the style. Hmm. So she was fairly familiar with it. And she was showing me some clips and I was like, Oh, I get it. Cause this is set in like a Venice beach type setting. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. you've got the transvestite, you have the super um, exaggerated tattoos and metal teeth and all these things. But at the same time, they're speaking Shakespearean lines because they hmm. are just speaking the Shakespeare. So it was really yeah. kind of interesting. That's and interesting, Claire yeah. Danes, and Leonardo DiCaprio look like they're about 15 <laughs> in it. And so it carries that real feeling. And then this one, in that sense of the two that we've talked about, this one does the same thing. You have yeah. the tragic love story. You have the people who are um, immature, childlike almost in a lot of ways. And where this movie is different is that you're watching them become more mature by the end of the film. Mm. Because when you watch, when you really pay attention to Romeo and Juliet, you realize it's not really about the love story. I mean, it is about the love story, but what it's really about is commenting on this family feud going on. Yeah. It's about the families and their effect on this love. And so 
Indians, of course, are going to really embrace the <laughs> whole family slash community responsibility thing. And having it said as this one is, which is in a town, it's a fictional town, but they filmed a lot of things on location in specific places to get the feel. Yeah, it, it was beautiful looking. And and before you continue, I, I would compare it um, a little bit to like Guys and Dolls. In that, oh, in that, yeah. Guys and Dolls was sort of in a fictional. It was in a fantasy world, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like that, a fictional New York. Yeah, it, it was. It fantasy. was. It was familiar, but it was definitely made up. And mm-hmm. this is the same way. It's it's in this fantasy world, but it's it looks familiar. Because mm-hmm. there's just nowhere where you can fire your guns like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because you've never been to this town, right? Well, right. So yeah. they, uh, I know that impressed you a lot. There were many <laughs> oh, scenes, I just, huge it, crowds it, I of people. I laughed so hard because there was a point at which someone smoked, and and I don't know if this is in all the versions, but they're actually printed out at, in the bottom corner. Yeah, smoking is very bad for you, you know. <laughs> and and I laughed because I'm like, but you can wave your guns. At anybody, you know, um, shoot, shoot in the air as you're as you're walking down like a uh, a street with tall uh, buildings on either side, and you're shooting up in the air. I mean, like fifty guys shooting in the air. Um, yeah, we we just assume no one can get hurt. So I just well, laughed. I have- it's like smoking is bad, but the gun <laughs> the gun stuff is is not worth that that list. Well, or- to be fair, they also didn't have a warning of the way <laughs> I forgot the way Rom is introduced, where he comes in <laughs> reclining on a motorcycle, oh motorcycle zooming in, that and it's just sliding so along good. because he's I- already owned it. <laughs> <laughs> and that set the tone really well. It was like it, it was did. like okay, we're not in reality here. This is no. fun. This is a fantasy place, and it's. This- this, this yeah. guy, he's a lover, not a fighter, and he is it, and he is styling, and everyone oh, loves it, so mm. let's go. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, what I was going to say is, um, I think a lot of this was filmed, I'm sure I'm not going to say a lot of these things right, so again, any Indian listeners, forgive us, but Gujarat, which is the region, actually, that the director is from, and that's where they got a lot of the things that make this movie very stylistically unique. So the clothing that they're wearing, like during the holy celebrations where the guys are wearing these really great short coats that almost have like a skirt flaring effect in the back when they're dancing and the the women's skirts and these big ring dances that they do and the kind of music, which the director wrote the music for and not the lyrics. And um, these are all based on like the folk dress of the places. So like the kind of turban that uh, Rom would wear. And that was also based on like, um, I think it was either holy men or shepherds of the area. And so a lot, they, when they, they set up the way the town looks where you'd have um, it's like patched together buildings, but neon, Mm. that kind of thing, mix of real old and real new, or this really great antique jewelry, but these patchwork looking clothes sometimes. This is very indicative of the feel that you get from those areas anyway. Yeah. And it's, again, that, that reminds me of guys and dolls. Yeah. A lot of their sets were just super colorful, you know? Yeah. And real stylized. Right. Right. You know exactly what they're getting at. So even if you're not familiar with it, which of course we aren't, 
you just go, oh my gosh, this must be what some of their folk songs are like. This is so great, mm. watching these dances. Yeah. And um, which is a real distinctive kind of dance, evidently. I don't remember where we were going with this. He, he, j- he had just come in on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, he slides in on that motorcycle and he does that dance. You know, you're just like, like I said, he's a lover, not a fighter. And mm. that's really carried on through the whole movie. He thinks differently uh-huh. than his, the rest of his family. And so it's set in this town where these two different families or clans, really, the Rajati and the Sanera, have been fighting for 500 years. And in India, so you can say stuff like that. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. And so now they've basically turned into they're just two groups of gangsters. They carry guns, they're they're controlling different, you know, commerce and all this stuff. And at best, they have a an armed truce going on. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a way of kind of just exaggerating and looking at all the things that are in Romeo and Juliet. And what happens in the movie, of course, is that where he devolves from it, as we said, is he at one point digs deeper into the family connections and the community connections and what it means for these two people to be wanting to bridge that gap. Mm, yep. And that that to me, the first part time I watched it, it really kind of sagged and got slow. And the second time watching it, it felt like it went by in the blink of an eye because when you know where he's going with the movie and how it works, you see more subtlety going on. Hmm. But the first time through, I have to say, I was like, well, they could have cut half an hour of this stuff. <laughs> Except for the guns. Uh-huh. The guns and the firing in the air. That's never getting old. No. Ever. <laughs> I like the the thing I had remembered was um, the dance that they do. I think it's the Saneras going, ha ha, we kicked them out, you know, or Mm. whatever. And it's one of those circle dances with the women and men, but they all have guns, the women and the men. They just take turns (laughs) shooting in the air. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it's like 20 people just shooting in the air. Boom. Oh, it's too funny. And then, you know, the guy, (laughs) there was a guy in the middle just swinging his gun around. You know, well, yeah. like, uh, yeah, that's that's against the rules. <laughs> well, and it's funny because <laughs> that, you fun. say that because I was looking up that kind of dance mm-hmm. and it's called a womb dance. Mm. So usually in the center of the circle is um, our lit candles or um, a God figure, you know, a statue of a God or something, because this is what the song is for. So the fact that that guy was in the middle with his gun, mm. this is kind of what they're worshiping in I essence. see I see oh that's interesting yeah 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 very because mm-hmm. yeah I, I think I feel like you know there there was a point you know that the director was making it was a little more than just fun oh, um, yeah. but, but that's exactly what you're saying I think you hit on it is yeah they're 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 fixated on these guns and the violence you know and it's preventing them from ever reconciling which just perpetuates the the whole War, I guess you call it a war. The well, the constant yeah. war that they've had for five hundred years, which, you know, when when you get people that have been at each other for that long, it starts to feel ridiculous in a way, right? Yeah. It's like, can we anybody remember how this started? Yeah, exactly. And they nobody cares how it started. Right? No, they don't. We've we've really. That's everything. Yeah, it is everything. It's it's Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> right? And in in a in a beautifully set musical <laughs> right. yes and, and i have guns to say instead of swords 
These dances are amazing. And if I remember, Scott, help me remember and I'll send you some links. Mm -hmm. So if people just want to kind of look at a couple of the dances that are really great. Oh, and yeah. Anyway, we'll talk Mm -hmm. about this later. But um, the fact is the music is so good that some of it, of course, is just there for the piece. But of course, a lot of Indian music, it hits the radios before it's ever um, shown in the movie. And that's hmm. where most of their popular music comes from is the movies. Really? And wow. so mm-hmm. I wound up with three songs from this movie on my playlist, which is a high number for me. <laughs> and then after Rose and I watched it last night, we looked at each other and went, what about this song? I know. And what about this song? So I now have six songs from that movie on my playlist. They're just, just put the whole movie on there. I love well, it. Well, not mm-hmm. quite, but yes, yeah. they're, um, they're really good. And in a, in a nice blend of, you can hear the traditional folk music kind of behind the popular take on what they're doing. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, yeah. did you so would you recommend it to somebody? Sure, I would. I, I you know, anybody it. who enjoys a musical would really love this movie. Um, yeah. It's just, it is, yeah, it's everything that you've described and it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to kind of mm-hmm. just let the first 20 minutes or 30 minutes wash over you. Mm-hmm. It, we did when we first watched it. We were like, we don't know who any of these people are buying these guns in this gun yeah. market. We don't yeah. know who this kid is who peed off the balcony. <laughs> And why this guy's trying to actually literally shoot him. Yeah, we don't, you yeah. know, it all becomes clear, but you just have to let it come over you. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you, if you're familiar with Romeo and Juliet at all, those weren't mysteries, right? Right. You know, you're those just were, like, oh, this is the framework that we're in and everything mm-hmm. made sense. Yeah. 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 The, the craziness, you know, for me was uh, this fantasy world that we're in. It's not, it's not real, right? You right. Know, so, uh, but it was enjoyable, again. Well, except for the fact that when I was looking it up, I realized that wonderful balcony and that amazing garden oh, that yeah. they kept showing her mm-hmm. in with the peacocks mournfully calling. Yeah. Um, that, I think, was the city palace wow. in some place. Very good. I know yeah. the inside shots were. Mm-hmm. I was just going, you mean that place is real? <laughs> oh, it's like yeah. a fairy tale. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one other thing that I'd want to say, I watched this on Amazon and oh, there yeah. are a lot of the reviews on Amazon say, there are no subtitles here. I didn't have any trouble. Um, so if you, if you want to go watch the movie and you find it on Amazon, just turn on the subtitles and they're there. It works just great. I don't know what, maybe they fixed the problem after the people put it on there, but I don't know. But yeah. just so you know, if, uh, if you see that. And we, I, I also watched this that way. And we have an older Roku we used to watch it with. Mm-hmm. And we may have been experiencing some of that problem because you could see the subtitles but couldn't get to them oh, to oh. turn them on. But we used the Roku box and turned uh-huh. it on using Roku. Uh-huh. So okay. it was fine um, okay. for us mm-hmm. too. Good. So, well, I wanted Fantastic. to say so it's really interesting to me that, you know, because you're pointing out, and of course, this is Romeo and Juliet, and mm-hmm. I guess we'll go back and forth between talking about the original versus this. But as you say, you know, 500 years of fighting, and you don't even know why you're fighting. It's just a hardened attitude. And this morning, I was looking at the daily readings, and Jesus is talking about parables, and they're saying, well, why is it that 
everybody doesn't understand these, you know. Mm, Uh, And he says, why do you do parables? And he says, well, because you're getting a special look at this stuff. Most people look but do not see and hear but do not listen or understand. And he talks about Isaiah's prophecy, which says, you shall indeed hear but not understand. You shall indeed look but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. Hmm. So Jesus is telling these people, I'm opening your eyes so that you can basically help people see what they refuse to see. Hmm. They don't want to see it. And it made me think of this movie because even the people who have a chance to change their minds – don't want to. It's only this strong love and attraction that make Romeo and Juliet or, you know, Ram and Leela ignore all that stuff. Yeah. You've and, got, and that's, yeah, go ahead. No, that's really interesting. Um, you know, in, in Romeo and Juliet by Shakespeare, you know, she's like 14 or 15. Right. They actually, you know, he states that in, in there. Mm-hmm. And it, part of that. You know, Shakespeare always says a lot of things, right? Yes. But to me, you know, one of the things that he was saying, you know, there's always, you know, the younger generation that come up and they they question why are things the way they are. Yes. And that's what Romeo and Juliet do. Um, and, you know, and she has a speech where she's like, you know, well, what's in a name? That's the rose by any other name mm-hmm. speech. But she's basically saying, you know, what what is this what is this name <laughs> you know it's yeah. just a name and we're like you know that we put so much weight on it and everything like that um, and they talk about that in this movie yeah here. and it's it's the same thing you know so these these two are not that young um no but they're older right but it's the same questioning of you know why are things the way they are why do they have to be this way and you know, because they're older, you know, you get more of the feeling that, well, that's triggered by, I want this person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But they're still immature. They both are. Of them. They are. Yeah. Uh, and as mm. I was saying earlier, you see them by the end of the movie, they've become more mature and adult. They're allowed to grow in this movie in a way that Romeo and Juliet don't in the play. Uh, agreed. And that's because they're given the weight of responsibility. Right. Which is kind mm-hmm. of interesting thinking about what if Romeo and Juliet had been older and had to deal with the family problems yeah, instead yeah. of just going, we, we don't care. We want to run away and be in love. And they kind of, they do that. They have that point because they kind of quote or semi-quote some of these lines where, because at one point they're like, we'll have a new last name. We won't be Rajati or Sanera. And they said, but what will our child be called? She says, and they're silent because- there's that weight of family right. and history. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how easily can you cast this stuff off? Well, you really can't. So how do you deal with it? And w- at one point later, they're talking, or maybe earlier, they're talking about this stuff. And she goes, so will you eat a rose if I call it rice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, right? It's just that practical application. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an interesting statement too. You know, so she's saying you can't change the nature of a thing by changing right. its name, which is like the opposite of what Juliet was saying a rose by any other name would still smell as sweet. Right. Right. But, mm-hmm. but you know, and that that's kind of a profound thing, you know, when you think about it. I can't call a rose rice and have it be rice. Yeah. Right. 
so, but she, but she's saying, you know, so she's extending and saying family is the same way. I can't change my name and change who I am. Yeah. Right. And they can and make something seem to be making an opposite point in Shakespeare where she's right. like a rose. It's just a name. The name is meaningless. You know, a rose by, we could call a rose by any other name and it would still, and she was just saying, I guess, you know, it is similar, right? You know, she's saying yeah, that the, 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 uh, the nature of Romeo would be the same if he didn't have his last name. Yeah. And they're, of course, essentially struggling with the same thing in that whole conversation. And the whole thing about, you know, she wants to get married and do it right. And yeah, um, yeah. they it's it leads them into this argument where suddenly they're flinging um, accusations at each other. Mm. You know, well, you killed my brother. Well, my brother's dead, too. <laughs> you know, and it's all the same it's it, it's it's how hard it is to cast off these things, and finally, it just she just shuts it off and goes, "It's a full moon tonight. It's a good luck to get married tonight." And he's like, "Okay." And every time they they'll they'll have those moments where they they come into it and they start flinging this stuff at each other, and we've seen these things happen. We know they're right, and they indulge in it for a little while, and then they stop. Right. You know, because the second time it happens is when they're going to make the treaty after the mother's been wounded. And so she's running her family and he's running his family. Yeah, that was a powerful scene. It sure um, was. Yeah. Because um, so, he's showing his remorse finally. Right. Finally. Um, and taking because action. Because one of the finally. things that I had, and I talked to you about it just briefly, is, and I think that this might be cultural, mm-hmm. but there was a, a point, you know, when they were arguing and how how mean I felt Ram was. And, you know, he would grab her by the arm and pull her somewhere oh, yeah. or yell at her and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like, Topeka, you can do so much better than this guy. <laughs> you know, he does have incredible abs. But, but, um, but you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, that, that hurt me a little bit in this movie uh-huh. because I, I didn't believe that she could love him so deeply mm-hmm. um, when he treated her like that. And and I'm wondering yeah. if that was cultural, because because of the two, I was you know mesmerized by by Depeka. Yeah, <laughs> Leela, she is just amazing. I thought yeah. I thought she was incredible. You know when she was in that movie Piku that we did, right? And um, yeah, uh, she's an amazing actress. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just imagining that she's got other movies that I need to see. Oh yes. So yeah. Let so. me help you with that later. <laughs> yes, you know, I will. These things where she's doing different things, I'd imagine. You know, and she is mm-hmm. so beautiful, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is he, right? But um, yeah. But she's got a depth to her oh. that uh, I Let's really not, like. It's not sell rum piercing short. <laughs> uh, well, because yeah. I would say that one of the things that I liked was actually their interactions together now mm-hmm. um and i feel like it takes away from it if you know i i can't remember if this is when they met if they were already dating they're married now oh those two are married yeah oh okay now they weren't yeah. then okay. and in fact their last movie was for sanjay or i mean together i think at mm-hmm. least uh Bansali's movie was mm-hmm. starring them and he was just a horrible monstrous villain and she's the heroine well and it was interesting watching that. But um, one of the things that I felt was 
each of them brought out the best in the other. And yes, he, he definitely could have used a little more action in his character. Like the thing that the movie never answers is after um, the friends and her family collaborate essentially to split them up after Mm -hmm. they're married, they never answer the question of why doesn't he go storming back into the house and get her? Yeah. Now, I think what happens actually is that's just not his nature. He's just more laid back. Every time you see him dealing with something, like when the police are raiding and are going to take all the bullets and he lures them into taking all his porn videos instead, Mm -hmm. that's just the way he does things. He's always ready to kind of give a softer answer and negotiate. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he knows exactly how to deal with it. And But then he finally gets so worked up. I guess it's after they attack his sister-in-law and they, he goes storming into their home. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this Mm. is what I've been wanting to see as person after person is attacking him. And he's just like, bam, done. Take, give me that sword. He's finally taking action. And a Mm. lot of that I think is fueled by the, his frustration over Leela being taken away from him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, and but that, I say that and he on does seeing show it a he does time. show a lot of range. You know that that scene with them both in charge of their own families and mm-hmm. um, negotiating was awesome, and he was mm-hmm. he was an awesome part of that for sure. You know, so yes. I don't know, I don't not doubting his acting ability or anything like that, but um, no, as a character, yeah, though. as as a character, um, the way that he treated her just didn't seem to be worth it for her, you know, all the stuff that she was trying to do. Because watching Mm -hmm. them together, what Mm -hmm. I took away was like, she was continually asserting herself and he was continually letting her do it. Mm -hmm. So like when they're dancing, they first seen each other and he's going, come on down. And she's like, huh? And so she comes down and he's going to be all assertive with the holy powder. And instead what she does is she wipes it on her throat and very Mm -hmm. sensual and he puts it on his lips. And instead of like acting all coy, she goes up and kisses him. Well, this is, this is unheard of. Mm. I mean, no good girl does this. Mm -hmm. Essentially what you're seeing here is she is equal to him and she leaves him stunned. He's never met a girl like this. Just his reaction, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so when he goes and dances and he's getting in her way and he's bumping her in the dance and everything, so that's kind of aggressive behavior. And what does she do? She stops and she raises her finger to him with this look on her face and he kind of, oh. And then she kind of laughs and goes on. (laughs) She's like, I'm in control and I will, you know? And so I think when you see this really kind of spelled out is that dance they do when she goes to his gun shop, Mm -hmm. which first of all, she should never do. And she does it. Um, And the dance they do together, it's the, you know, he's showing the mock aggression and she's showing it right back. And he's like, oh, I'll look down your neckline. And she's like, no way. And he takes it from her. Mm. And it's a give and take of, to me, it shows how equal they are and how much they enjoy each other's company and how they're of like minds and relate. And it's, you see the same thing when they're doing the rhyming stuff on the phone. And when he goes and climbs up onto her balcony and they're making, or like he calls her and has her come down off her balcony and she's going, what are your measurements? Mm, yeah. And he gets, she gets to the last <laughs> measurement and goes, you're down here. He goes, 
36? Are you 36? And she goes, I'm 136. And he goes, oh, my large-hearted friend. Come let me drown in your bosom. And then later, mm. before their death scene, he says, oh, hello, 136. You know, yeah, it's yeah. calling back all the little ways that you see them getting each other. Mm. And so, to me, all those things, she always was going, you're doing this, but I have control. And she'd raise her finger to him and he'd stop. Mm-hmm. And so, it's funny because so as a man and a woman, I guess we just were watching it differently <laughs> maybe in so, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. so. But yeah. Because I respected her for being able to do that and I liked that he let her do it. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so um, yeah, outside of their relationship, um, one of the people that I liked best was, um, was it her mom? That was in yes, charge, ba. Supriya. Yeah, Den- Denkor Ba, right? Su- Supriya Pathak is her in her name. I thought she, she was won awesome. Awards for doing that part. Oh, and good. She should. Oh yeah. my gosh. She was great. She yeah. was the like, boss. Yeah, she was the godfather. <laughs> she was very much the boss. And on the other yeah. side, um, Rams was was again was it, I, I think it was his dad. You because know, I don't know who's a cousin or who's who's directly related. Well, his brother was running the clan. Yeah, and after his brother's killed, I think it was his father. Right, who his father, over you know, gave it over leadership to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just didn't feel the strength from his dad that I felt from uh, her mom. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, not at all. They didn't have equal. Yeah, you really felt that the Saneras were in the ascendancy because of the mother's strength, mm-hmm. and. So you had the brother running things, and he was running it very traditionally, an eye yeah. for an eye, yeah. that kind of thing. And his brother was there kind of always softening it up and managing things more gently when they would escalate. But when the brother's dead, then what happens? Yeah. So it was kind of also about how do you transition to a different kind of power and will it work? Sure, sure. Well, how do you change from where you're at, period? Right. Right. So, how do you make a change in your own life? It's it's hard. You've got all these yeah. forces trying to keep you in the same place. <laughs> well, and when you think about it, the person, it's not that her brother was great, um, but the person who escalated that whole incident was Bhavani, and he's the one who later tries to kill Ba. Mm. He wants to take over. He's yeah, essentially number yeah. two. And I never understood who he was, if he was a cousin. I don't yeah. think he was a brother. Right, right. But um, he's the one who shoots first when they're in that group. Yep. And um, then starts the the stupidest shooting contest in the entire <laughs> world. See, you were like, oh, the shooting in the air. And I'm like, who thinks this is a good idea? Put a mug of beer on your shoulder yeah. and dare someone to shoot it off. Oh, my gosh. Repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah first it's william telling it with the um yeah. bottle of beer on your head yeah and that then whole thing was nuts yeah, yeah. nuts yeah and it you know in in the shakespeare one you know there what there's a sword fight that starts in jest and right. becomes serious and so they're doing the same thing yeah and they, you know somebody ends up dead right yeah. so but yeah you're right it was uh an over-the-top way to pull that scene off. and <laughs> so yeah. Indian, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe it was just so Bansali, because it was very, 
it was very just very macho. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I think yeah. we understand that macho thing from any culture. You know, right, right, yeah. No matter what it might be, but usually, you know, it's like it's like yeah, I you know prove that you can shoot this off my shoulder. <laughs> it's like you know, well, if you're not, I mean, if you miss, you're dead. You know, it's just, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. But it usually is it trust, right? Yeah. But I guess in this way, it's you know. I'm I am not scared. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so this is not a gun safety film. <laughs> no, don't do what they do. <laughs> oh, what I was going to say is where you were saying the father didn't seem to have any strength and he mm-hmm. was letting the sons run things. Yeah. Um and I was thinking and on the Sanera side, Ba, the mother was definitely in charge of Everything. everything. I mean, the way yeah. she's arranging for the marriage, which was an amusing take on the Paris wanting to be engaged to Juliet and Juliet not wanting him. Mm-hmm. So you've got this NRI non-resident Indian from London mm. who they've yeah. gotten in there. Yeah. Who's, you know, nobody wants that. I mean, well, he's interested, but nobody else wants that marriage. Right, right. And the parents are terrified of the mother. And, um, every, and it's like, would you give his passport back? No need for that. We're keeping <laughs> Leela here, you know, because uh-huh. she's going to do everything the way she wants. But she keeps talking about Leela and calling her a chili pepper. <laughs> and, you know, Leela is fiery like that. Uh-huh. And you see that they are equals when she cuts Leela's finger off. Oh my gosh. That was That was the worst thing ever. Oh she's my like, gosh. this ring isn't coming off my finger. And she just looks at her and the mother's like, Oh yeah, I know there's only <laughs> one way this is gonna happen, and I will show you who's boss. Wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was something. And um true Indian style, there or true movie style. There's no scream of pain. She just staggers out to the patio and falls down fainting. <laughs> but um it's that whole power struggle. And then when she comes down after her mother's been injured, she's going to be the strong one. And you could see where she could pick right up and be just like the mother, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you wonder what it's that whole history thing of what happens to breed people's well, breed people, but the breed, the culture mm-hmm. that makes people like the mother be what they are. Cause you see how hurt all the women are in this. Yeah, for sure. Kasari, who's uh, Ram's sister-in-law, she was married to the older brother. Her husband's killed. Yeah. Her little boy is the next one who will be attacked if Ram dies. Mm-hmm. Um, the sister-in-law, Rasila, I think her name is, her husband, the older brother of the Sanera family, dies. Yeah. And at the end, it's so poignant when she's holding the little boy going, I'm glad I never had a son because when every son is killed, so is a mother. Yeah, no question. Yeah, that was a powerful scene too, mm-hmm. when that that lady brought uh, the boss, <laughs> this yeah, kid. Yeah, sorry. Right? Yep. The yeah, I couldn't son, remember the, the names, but yeah, the well, I just mm-hmm. I was looking him up. Yeah, the sister in law, uh, Rom's sister in law, brings the nephew in and says, "Here, this yeah. is the last heir. Let's stop all this violence. Kill him." Yeah, go ahead and take him. <laughs> and he's six or something. Yeah, poor kid. Yeah. Yeah, and poor kid the, for sure, you know, and but you know, it broke her heart. So did something, right? Well, she'd already been her character arc is interesting because it doesn't really happen till the end, but she actually has development. She mm-hmm. is wounded and she's never seeming the same. 
Yeah, she's all soft. She's not speaking when, you know, Leela is reading her news and stuff. And at one point, she kind of just touches her hand. She goes, oh, my finger's okay. It's fine. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. She um, she doesn't know, of course, because Leela didn't know about this order where everybody's being killed. Mm-hmm. So she's like, what are you even talking about? To the old yeah. man who's like, well, you're, everybody's going to be killed off on the other side. And he doesn't approve of it, clearly. Although everybody's else celebrating and then when this kid is brought in and the mother and um her daughter-in-law says i'm glad i didn't have any sons because every time a son dies a mother dies too well her son had been killed Mm. and you just feel like that experience of suffering changed her whether it's because now she can see the suffering of everybody around her even the winners she sees leela's suffering yeah she yeah. sees all these different people and what's it for? They're the winners and they're still suffering. I mean, this is my interpretation because she yeah. doesn't ever say you're just left with this person who's changed. So changed that she can speak kindly to that little boy and embrace him and kill her own nephew, son, whoever, whoever uh, Bavani is. She mm-hmm. killed some of her own family to defend that child. Right. To defend the child and try and stop the cycle. Right. And stop it. And she says, yeah. that's it. We're going to, we're going to have this celebration together. And the celebration I think that she's talking about is the one where they shoot the effigy of the demon Ravana mm. and kill evil for another year. Well, good. Yeah. Kill evil for another year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing about those, that scene too, is it's the same people. It's the same little boy and the same man from the beginning of the movie. So the little boy, the Sonera little boy who's peeing off the balcony in Rajati territory, uh-huh. and the guy who's chasing him because he's not going to let them do that, he's going to trying to shoot the kid, mm-hmm. that was Bhavani. Oh, okay. So this is the ending. Mm. That's how it starts. And the mm-hmm. little boy is perpetuating these insults. Oh, yes. And he's okay. defending it, yeah, the that, territory, uh, even against a child. Yeah. Well, only only because we're watching it the second time going, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. these are the same people. That's cool. Yeah. So here at the end, he's the one who's ready to kill his own family just to take power. He tried to kill Ba. Mm-hmm. He's trying to wipe everybody out. He doesn't understand anything. He's the base level of what this leads to. And here's this little kid who he wants to kill. Yeah, that's very well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and here's we, the cycle. Will yeah, it and go here's on the cycle. And then we have the end, right? Yeah. And, you know, how does uh-huh. that fit into all that stuff? Because, yeah, what happens is they, they kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, to me, it's a nice change because they're not, it's not mistaken. Yeah. And just yeah, to try from to Romeo escape and, Juliet on that. Yeah. and live their own lives peacefully. Yeah. It's they sacrifice themselves for their family's peace. Yeah, and that, like, that again, that's that's sort of um, again you you said before how suicide is something important in the Indian culture, right? Oh yeah, when you and I were talking before yeah. we started, I think because to it's, me it would be like. Why can't they just leave? <laughs> you know, something, let's figure out a way to get out of here and go. There's something about, it's almost like what the Romans, if you had a noble suicide for a good reason, yeah. they would celebrate it. And in what we've gleaned, again, correct us if we're wrong here, what we have gleaned from different Indian movies is 
suicide can be a very noble ending and a mm. noble choice mm-hmm. instead of staying to try to fix the problem. And so for them, they look at it and really there it's a sacrifice because they decide not to commit suicide. They're like, we can kill ourselves or we can kill each other. Yeah. And it will be the last we'll end this violence. Um, and I don't know why they think that will end the violence, but they do. <laughs> That's what um, was going to be my next statement too. It's yeah. like, yeah, they hope it would. Well, they're thinking about as straight as Romeo and Juliet did. So yeah. oh, true. not at very, all. Very true. Yeah. But it does yeah. make for a lovely mm-hmm. extended scene of both. Again, you see their connection instantly. He's like, oh, I never got to sleep with the one I really love. And she goes, I never got to sleep with anyone. And they're both just laughing mm-hmm. over it. Yeah. The, the way they're connecting with each other, even though they're alternately sad because they're going to die. Yeah. yeah. And they, but then they can't help but connect with each other and enjoy each other's company so much. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's, I actually had a tear in my eye. It oh, was, um, nice. yeah. yeah, it was so sad. It was like <laughs> I was saying, Rose was going, no, mm. don't just bang on the door and say, Leela, say what? Say it's all going to be okay. It's fine. There's yeah. peace. It's, yeah. <laughs> I want the ending to yeah, change. Yeah, it is interesting that the director, you know, he, he changed that, you know, so that there's not a mistake, but it really was a mistake, mm-hmm. you know, because like you said, right. if they had known the facts, they wouldn't have done it. So, yeah, they yeah. think the celebration is the mob coming, right? And they're gonna right. they're gonna take those steps to end it. Well, and they and so what it does is in in Christian terms, I think there's some interesting themes in terms of they sacrifice themselves for the good of the other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what not the sacrifice was, right? again. Yeah, but it's like right. it's it's right. tempered by the fact that they didn't need to. Right, yeah. but they don't know that, and right, that's the mm-hmm. only solution they can see, and they're willing to give up everything they could have had together for the greater good of their families and their community, mm. which is also very Indian. It's always about the family. You know, every movie you watch, pretty much, family is in there somewhere. Family yeah. is so important. Yeah, and they were both the heads of their family, right? Yeah. So, I guess I don't quite understand. Again, it might be cultural, but why couldn't they just say, okay, we're going to make a pact here and we're going to go order our families to stop fighting each other? Maybe they felt like the outside forces were too great. I don't know. I I don't have an answer for that. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because I'm not Indian. Um, Yeah. And that's what I'm wondering too. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of a, that's a little bit of a hopeless thing. You know, it's like, I, I personally have to believe that change is possible, you know, yeah. no matter what the forces are, um, you know, on, on personal life, you know, and like mm-hmm. on the country level, um, the, the idea that, you know, hey, well, that's hope, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. We have hope that things can be, you know, better. Um, well, even though I, the forces are hard, you know. In the hard. cultural terms, yes, mm-hmm. because, and, and actually that's shown in this movie, right? We've just seen it downstairs with Ba and the little boy. Right, right. And she's changing things. Yeah. Because the other thing I was going to say God is. God can do too. We, Christ Right. Does, right. Well, and I think they're thinking it's it's in terms of greater love has no man than he gives his life for his friend, right. brother or friend yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the way they're thinking, whether we agree with what the fact that they probably shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Wait five minutes, guys. <laughs> but yeah. um, then the other thing is the whole Christian idea of suffering mm-hmm. and that suffering, nobody likes suffering. Everyone wants to avoid it. This is very understandable. And I'm not 
advocating suffering, but you learn through suffering. If you're open to it, if your eyes are open and your ears will hear, it's usually not wasted. Um, you know, that's when great change happens. And that's been understood since way before Christianity. For you sure. would find mm-hmm. Romans and Greeks writing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the whole idea behind uh, the small mortifications that Christians can take now, like fasting for a day f- to pray for something or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, some some bad habit you give up. And every time you think of it, you're like, but it's for the greater good. What Show me something through this. Or involuntary suffering, you know. Yeah, yeah. Work with me. You know, God, I offer this up. Work with me. Mm-hmm. Show me something I didn't know because I can't do anything about this. And, yeah, and Ba yeah. going through that to me was so illustrative of we're not told the reason she has a change of heart, but she is different when she comes out of that. She definitely is. Yeah. That's a, that's you know? profound. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because she actually, it's the first time she's been powerless is it because she's her eyes are open and she could see all the other suffering around her? Yeah. Is it because she, she can feel, appreciate the love she's shown? Feel herself losing everybody that yeah. matters to her, right? And seeing how she's treated them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So many different things that could be striking her. We're shown little examples of all those things, so we don't know, but it's there. Right. Right. And it's um, it's funny. I read a blog post recently of somebody whose blog. I had way back in the early blogging days, in the early 2000s, um, there's a whole group of bloggers that were just little blogs, and we would go read each other's blogs and comment, and it was a very fun community. Mm. And um, somebody I just stumbled across last week, and I didn't realize this person was still blogging, so I was kind of just looking through what they had, and they were saying, um, you know, this is just for me now, and blah, 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 but this person was so clearly suffering Mm -hmm. and but i didn't know exactly why but it's all coming out in this frustration and anger and this language that is attacking everything and so much bitterness and it just it was breaking my heart Mm -hmm. i felt so bad for them for whatever reason it was and then i felt bad for them because i was like this person is catholic they are wasting a golden opportunity to just say, I hate everything. God, show me a different way. Mm, Help right. change my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's what's going on behind the scenes, but you sure couldn't see any of it there. What was coming out was just all the the bad stuff. And, um, you know, how it, that's so easy to fall into. I'm not, and I, I'm not being, you know, I'm not saying I'm any better necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all have those times. Right. It's it's hard. You have to be kind of almost like your guardian angel has to kind of grab you and go, "Hey, pay attention." <laughs> or yeah, something. You, don't, you know, some it takes something to realize it. Right. Something to uh, snap you out of your own head for a second, so yeah. you can see from outside what's happening, and then you can go, "Oh, yeah." Which is kind of the whole Romeo and Juliet, Ram Leela thing. Yeah. Right. Right. These people are set in this whole cycle of suffering, the big picture, and it takes this real change to snap everybody out of it. And what it takes is those deaths at the end. 
I guess maybe to make them take it seriously. Cause the end of the movie, they're showing the funeral procession. Everybody's in white. And they said they never lifted another, fired another gun. They lit candles instead. Yeah, right. Right. Um, <laughs> so it took those deaths to profoundly shock everyone. Yeah, that's, into, it's kind of a, a cool thing. You know, again, that fantasy sort of element, you know, cause that feels like a myth at that point that you, mm-hmm. you're reading something that happened a long, long time ago. And, um, this is what happened and this is why we changed, you know? Right. Yeah. This is how 500 year cycle of hate and revenge can turn into something else. Right. Yeah. I don't feel like Romeo and Juliet does that. No, you don't see anything after, after they die. Yeah. There's no scenes after that, that I remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Shakespeare lets you mull over it open-ended. Right. Right. It's it you can make it an individual, a larger statement, whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. And this one is very clearly saying this is what this community has wrought. Yes. And here's how they, they atone. Mm. Right. And so it's mm-hmm. it's really that intertwining of the individual and the, the larger community. I mean, he, he takes it and he draws a real definite conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like. I mean, right. I, I liked the conclusion he drew, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a parallel in Ram Leela, but one of my favorite scenes in Romeo and Juliet is when um, Romeo is extremely upset, right? He goes to the, um, you know, because he's killed, he's killed somebody, right? So mm-hmm. so that, that gun play thing, or it was a sword play thing, that mm-hmm. started in jest, ended up with somebody dead, and then Romeo killed the guy who, who killed the guy. <laughs> so right. now there was one dead on each side, right? Mercutio, maybe. Right. So and then yeah. and then Romeo is running away, and he he runs to this uh, friar or monk, the guy who married oh, Romeo yeah, and Friar Juliet. Lawrence. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, and he's crying. He's he's a mess, and the the Father Lawrence or Brother Lawrence says snap out of it man <laughs> you know <laughs> get it, a grip. It, yeah it was like get a grip but he was saying look at all the things that you have it, it was like changing his mindset you know it's exactly oh. it feeds into what we we're saying it's like dude you have this you have this you're married you've da ba 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 you know and you're you're dwelling on this thing you know just snap out of it Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I just liked the scene because, it, again, it, it points to life. It's something that that's very wise for all of us is, yeah. you know, you sit there and you dwell on something negative that's happening, but you're missing everything else. Yeah. And uh, people need you not to be falling apart, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, here. look at all this other stuff. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So... Um, but I, I don't know if there is a parallel here in in this um, one. I, I don't rem- recall. Again, you know, it followed it really close to about halfway, and then yeah. it's just kind of went its own way to the end. Um, yeah, at the end, it kind of just picked up because there they do both die. It is because of a mistake, as you pointed out. Although it's not at all the same motivation. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Well, and it's interesting though because the ending is is changed kind of necessarily by the changes in the story. As you're saying, the second part is really different because 
Romeo and Juliet can't live without each other, right? So Romeo mm-hmm. thinks that Juliet's dead. And he's like, oh, that's it. I'm not going on. And yes, she wakes right. up and goes, oh, no, he's really dead. Oh, crap. <laughs> that's yes, it. I'm, right. I'm not going on. And in Ram Leela, they know they can live without each other because when they're separated, they do. Mm-hmm. He becomes the dawn of his family, or he is the dawn of his family, I guess, already. I was like they use the word dawn, like, like, the Italian yeah. gangster thing. Right, right. It happens all the time. In fact, there's some famous movies that Shah Rukh Khan stars in. And I think there was an earlier one called Don. Mm. That's about a gangster head, you know? Right, um, right. Anyway, that's the side thing. But, um, and she has to become essentially the Don of her family. They call it something else. It starts with an H and uh, they've had to live without each other. They know what it will be like. So when they, um, are focusing their deaths on the communities and the larger families. They're not saying we can't live without each other. They're at that point in sorrow because they'll never have their life together. Mm, Right. But they already have given stuff up for their families. This is just going to be the ultimate thing that will make it worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the change in the story. Again, it's that Indian focus on family or Bonsali's focus. Um, he does love a tragic love story, <laughs> I will say. Nice. Wow, very cool. Yeah. 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 So this is the second uh, Indian Shakespeare adaptation that we watched. Mm-hmm. Om- Omkara was the other one, right? Yes, Isn't that the Othello one. Right. Yeah, with that's Andre cool. Devkin. Very nice. Yeah, good. I like what they do with it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I did want to mention really quickly, these are just small points, but, you know, the stylization in these movies, I talked about the kind of the folk and Gujarati influence, but there's also, if you look, there's not, it's not carried out exclusively, but the Saneras, Leela's family, they're, they were red. Uh The Rajatis, blue. Right, right. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. at the beginning, when we see him sliding in on that motorcycle, he's actually wearing purple that has patches <laughs> of red and blue sewn into it. So he's oh, essentially funny. neutral. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's and like, both, you know, yeah. they're not slavish to it, uh-huh. but it's definitely big influences wherever you go. You can tell yeah. which section of town you're in. Very cool. And that kind of thing. And then um, they also use, there's this one little refrain of a horn that's from this, uh, the song from when they first met mm-hmm. that circle dance that they do. And every so often you'll hear it emphasizing something just during the action or during the, the conversations or whatever, you'll just hear a bit of that horn. It's always the same little recognizable bit as stinger. Huh. And because the, the song is about, um, if I can remember, um, it's something like, I tasted blood, and now I'm filled with lust, and now mm. I'm filled with bloodlust. I want to taste your blood. But it's extremely sensual at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's always kind of got those elements going on in whatever the scenes are. So if you happen to watch it a second time or if you're, uh-huh. you know, listened to this far and you're going to watch it the first time, if you notice those, you know, the use of music is kind of nice. Just every so often they'll do that. Yeah, yeah. And no one can do blessings with incense <laughs> the way that Leela can. Am I right? <laughs> you are right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
I couldn't yeah. believe you stopped answering the phone. I was like, no, you got this incense thing going on. I think I'd go with that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, she was mesmerizing. I tell you what, it was like how much did she have to practice to do all this stuff while she's holding the incense pot up and blow, you know doing the smoke with her hands and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, too good. Yeah, well, it's cool to know those two are married. That's funny. Yeah, not at the time, but later on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think they dated for something like six years and then did it uh-huh. and. Maybe they're gonna have a baby. I can't yeah. remember. And they're they yeah. they're both huge stars, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is common in the Bollywood um, families. The acting families are like dynasties, and so mm-hmm. you'll often find this intermarrying or the marriage of big stars. So um, Abhishek Bachchan, who's Amitabh Bachchan's son, who was the old man in Piku. Uh-huh. Um, he's married to Aishwarya Rai, who is a huge star. I mean. Just you see this all the time. Wow. Kajol is married to Ajay Devgan. We found this out. We're just like, this is like old style Hollywood. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. It's like, you know, Bacall and Bogart. Yeah, yeah. exactly. How fun. Get Vernon Tracy, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just looking at IMDb and a movie that you have to look forward to because it's in post-production. Hmm. It has these both in it again. And it's called 83. And I can tell how oh, excited yeah. you're going to be. I'm already excited. The story of India's incredible cricket World Cup victory in 1983. (laughs) Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. They're going to do some dancing with the cricket bats? Oh, a lot of times the sports movies don't. Oh, okay. You have the typical music montage over the training or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. But, uh... Yeah, I've been reading about that. Oh, cool. Yeah, the Times of India. They keep you up on these things. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is going to be huge, this movie. Yeah. But, well, it was a big year. I think people will be interested in the movie. I'm not sure. I can't remember who's directing it. Um, who, it who says is... Kabir Khan. Um, I, it's a name I know, but I can't call anything to mind. And Bansali, mm-hmm. I saw, you know, one of the movies he did that's hard to find is called Black. It's one of his early movies that was well-regarded. And it's telling the story of Helen Keller, Indian style. Oh, wow. With Amitabh Bachchan, the old guy from Piku, as, (laughs) you know, I guess a mentor or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But he's got a movie coming up that, uh, gosh, I can't say the name of it, as with so many of these movies. But it's, oh, Alia Bhatt and Ashay Devkin. And also Ramveer Singh. So (laughs) it's a trio, but it's about um, like a biopic of somebody who gets sold by her boyfriend and as a prostitute winds up becoming a big madam. Wow. I can only imagine how beautiful this brothel will be. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Fun. So, all right. Well, next up, we start our Odyssey Odyssey. Oh, even more epic. (laughs) That's right. So we'll read the first half uh, and talk about it next time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll. Yep, that sounds good. Yep. And then we'll read the rest of it and talk about it in the next episode. Mm -hmm. So two episodes of The Odyssey. I'm looking forward to that. Intense reading. Too fun. Yep, too fun. But I've already started. It's the. Is it Robert Fagels? Yeah, Robert Fagels. Uh huh translation and uh-huh. i'm really enjoying it oh good i'm glad yeah yep. very good yeah excellent 
So we'll get right on that. Wonderful. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. You betcha. Bye-bye.